Welcome to Aurora. My name is Tim Difford. Aurora is the podcast from Sopra Stereo's Horizon Scanning Team. The team explores the technological themes which will be affecting our clients and their businesses and their customers in the three to five year time frame. In this, our last podcast of 2016, we look back at a tumultuous year and reflect upon what's happened and consider what we might expect from 2017. Well, here we are at the end of 2016 and it's a great opportunity to reflect on all of our thinking that we've done throughout the year on the horizon Um, and inevitably as we as we do things like this we we think back at all those things that we anticipated at the beginning of the year and how perhaps our views have changed at the end of it and I thought it'd be really interesting for us to have a conversation about how those views have changed. So, so why don't we have a go at anticipating what we think is going to be big now, but first reflect on what did we think was going to be big at the beginning of the year. So Tim, Tim what are your two things? What, what was perhaps slightly overhyped at the beginning and is now yeah. catching your fancy as we move into 2017? I mean, I think we entered the year in a state of excitement, particularly around distributed ledgers, around blockchain in particular. And uh, it's been fascinating this year, uh, keeping quite a close eye on fintech and how that whole marketplace is is bubbling and and evolving. How um, the role of blockchain has, has changed a little bit, relatively, I guess, in comparison with other technologies coming to the fore. Uh, as uh, as being important and relevant for uh, for banks and other financial institutions, um, I don't think I'd I'd like to sort of undermine blockchain in terms of its importance. It is important. It's a fundamentally important technology for the future. I think its potential for significant disruption, not just in financial services but many many industries, is quite clear. That said, the sorts of systems that it has the potential to disrupt are huge, established and global. Therefore, I think that the transform- people have begun to realise perhaps that the transformation programmes that blockchain will need to be a part of are huge and potentially will take years to deliver. So I think it's key and I think it's important, but I think there's been a, a raising of awareness around the, the size of the challenge. So I think blockchain will continue to, to be in our conversations as we look forward. But over the course of this year, it's been interesting to see areas like automation and robotics take the fore in fintech, as client organisations that we work with are beginning to recognise that, do you know what, the business case might just be a little bit stronger in the short to medium term than something like blockchain. So the savings that might be delivered through introducing automation over the course of the next 6, 12, 18 months might just deliver some business benefits pretty quickly compared to the benefits that might come from blockchain years down the line. So, so, uh, so re- really interesting, really interesting. Uh, I mean, what we're talking about is, is maybe don't believe the hype about the, the history around the blockchain and moving on to very pragmatic perspectives about releasing efficiencies through automation. But blockchain hasn't gone away. It's just kind of become yeah. a little bit more normalised and sitting in the background. I think just learn more about yeah. it. I think we've lived with it. We've talked about it. We've looked at lots of really, really fascinating experiments. 
and we'd be begun to adjust our expectations. Fantastic, brilliant. So, so Ben, for you, what, what's, what, was, what was cool at the beginning of the year and, and what do you think is now cool as we go into 2017? Yeah, so I think um, we've seen a really very similar pattern uh, with blockchain, like you mentioned, but more so focused on uh, the machine learning aspect behind it. Um, where 2016 started with a lot of people um, kind of taking a new look at machine learning and thinking it's it's just incredible what we can potentially do with these machines and how far can these algorithms go. Um, but it was it was very much about how does that evolve? What's the next thing that com- the computer can do? Can it overtake everything? Um, but taking it into next year, it's more about yeah we we've got it to a very good state. Let's actually start letting it loose on big data sets and seeing. Mm what actual real-world applications can we get. So let's not worry about evolving the thing so much in the near term. Let's see what we've got today and what it can actually do on these data sets outside of kind of small-scale pilots, um, really using those huge data sets. Uh, certain things we've seen outside of FS is particularly uh, healthcare, one of those places where there's a hell of a lot of data and it's also often quite unstructured. So taking things like uh, images of people's retinas and seeing how that might uh, you know, might have something to do with your health, which uh, history has kind of required someone to be massively trained on that, you know, kind of ophthalmologist who's got 10, 20 years training to be able to quickly look at that image. Um, whereas you can do this with you know, a simple algorithm now and take a picture, it will give you an idea, might refer it to a person, but it's real world. It's not people just saying, uh, what could machine learning do? It's, it's what is it doing now with what we already have available? Yeah, and I think this is true, isn't it? We've moved beyond this sort of the curiosity and amazement of machine intelligence to putting that intelligence to work now. A similar similar story to blockchain, isn't it? It's just becoming an enabling technology and the excitement now is more in the use cases rather than the than the horsepower itself. Um, for, for me, I, I think my my change in perspectives is around what, what we would call our ubiquitous experiences, and, um, and this is around interfaces. I, I think we began the year with this excitement around virtual reality in particular as being a really good interface. Um, and it's not gone away. Again, it's, it's a very important thing, but it's sort of slightly disappearing away into the normalised world that we've, we've looked at. And we've seen lots of applications of VR in terms of training and uh, in, in the workplace, but, but also sort of looking at big immersive data sets which have excited us throughout the year. As we go into 2017, I like voice interfaces. I think if you're going to put some money on things that are going to get a lot of investor attention and a lot of uh, startup attention over the next uh, next 12 months or so, watch voice interfaces for me. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the adoption of technologies that employ the same kind of technologies as Alexa and Siri and Cortana, um, those are increasingly going to be dominating our world as we explore how voice can become the new means of connecting with technology. Real excitement there and lots of different applications and use cases that we're looking forward to exploit there. So good, so, so that's our review of where we came into 2016 and where we go to 2017. What does that mean for our Horizon Scanning programme for, for 2017? Um, listeners will know that we, we call this thing Aurora um, and we historically have a sort of a two-axis perspective to the horizon. We have a, a view of the context, the behavioural impact of this technology world that we live in, 
and then we look at the technology enablers themselves. So Tim, Tim what are we looking at from a contextual point of view uh, as we move forward into 2017? Well, I think our broad frame of reference remains consistent. I think it works. Uh, it's a useful matrix, if you like, for, for us to, uh, to, to discuss these sort of topics and ideas. So it's still relevant for us to reflect on what these new technologies might mean to us as individuals. We call it the digital human. Uh, that still is a, is, is a very relevant and pro probably the first perspective that we ought to consider before moving, moving on and thinking, okay, well, what's the implications of the, what are the implications, therefore, for the enterprise? What does it mean in groups? Um, so the organic enterprise covers that off. And then, much more globally, a smarter world is really what we consider when we think about what are the global implications of all these technologies for all of us. Yeah, that's great. And it's great to see that playing out in that individual, the workplace, and then the, the wider world, and yeah. that smarter world where we're looking at lots of small devices solving big problems. I think that's, that's a really, really yeah. interesting thing to look forward to. Yeah. So, Ben, so if those are the contextual behavioural changes that we're holding on to in Aurora, what, what, are we, what, what, what are the underlying technology enablers of that? What are the three big things that we're still focused on? So, uh, for us, the technologies, it, it starts with uh, intelligent insight and automation, which is just totally about the data story. Um, and again, that's, that's been kind of taking us from uh, where last year we were very interested in the kind of prescriptive analytics part of it, uh, it's just getting very everyday for us. That's that's gone through Android, where it, which in itself is pretty much old now, um, through to anything like uh, personal assistants, which are able to take those huge bits of data and just start to do simple things for us. Which uh, it's just become very easy for us to implement. Um, ubiquitous interaction, as you said, it, it's it's just what what are the interfaces, and they are becoming increasingly more kind of everyday, very very kind of normal things for us to see where. Uh, we kind of got the huge hype cycle this year of Pokemon Go. Uh, everyone seemingly was playing it, even if they're not gamers in their everyday world. You sat on a bus and you saw 20 people in front of you all trying to catch something. Uh, and where it might not have been the most elegant implementation of augmented reality, it just means everybody knows what it is. And if you're talking about doing it, people don't think you're crazy, that's sci-fi. They think, yeah, go ahead, we know it works. Um, the last uh, of the kind of technology areas is distributed disruption, and it does go from the uh, the blockchain story, uh, but also just kind of sees the distributed businesses as a whole. Um, clever use cases like Nimba, which is just putting parcels in your car when you're driving somewhere, saying you're going there anyway, why don't you do it? And this kind of platform economy, where we're we're less worried now, I think about. Uh, the rise of the machines and what happens with with our work in the future. We're we're actually seeing a lot more avenues come up from things like this. Less of a concern. It's really starting to address itself and normalise. I think that's great. So, and and uh, you know, I think we're really comfortable with this matrix model because the stories that we like to develop here are often at the intersections between the contextual side and the technology side about how we can use uh, distributed systems and platform platform organizations to solve smarter world problems, uh, if it, for example. Those, those kind of stories are where we want to be next year. And we'll continue to develop those stories throughout the year. We're going to try and freshen up the podcast even more, bring in lots of guest speakers, tell lots of rich stories throughout the year. So, so stick with us, subscribe to us on SoundCloud for the usual insightful experience of our future horizon through Aurora. Thank you. You've been listening to Aurora 
the podcast from Soprasteria's Horizon Scanning Team. We contribute to our UK blog at blog.soprasteria.co.uk. Plus, if you get your daily news fix from the Flipboard app on iOS, Android or Windows devices, search for Aurora to find a magazine curated by the team, featuring the latest stories which grab our attention from around the world. I tweet at Tim Difford. Richard tweets at Rich Potter underscore. And Ben tweets at Ben underscore innovates. I'm Tim Difford. You've been listening to Aurora. Aurora.